another week is here, which means it's another week that you all get to hear TV channeling. I'm here with my fantastic co-host. Co-host, introduce yourself. It is me, Kevin, the the fabulous co-host of TV channeling. So we're, we're going to have another show where we go deep into fall 2018. Yeah, and you know, I always realize when we introduce ourselves, I never say my name. I'm Tachi, in case you don't know, so... <laughs> Who doesn't know our names at this point, Tachi? Really? I, I don't know. There may be some new listeners because we have so many more, more, more platforms now, which we'll talk about, you know, at the end. Well, but... you know, also, Tachi, we're actually on a first name basis. That's how that's how podcast famous we are. You're you have a single name. You're just Tachi. And I'm just Kevin, which yes. is even bolder in my case, because that's there's not a lot of Tachis, but there's only one Kevin. That so. is bold as hell, Kevin. But I, <laughs> I like your Doritos hot choice. <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos, Doritos, whatever it is. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't get much baller than just saying you're the only Kevin that matters. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> Kev- <laughs> Kevin Bacon may uh, take issue with that one. Oh, please. He, he, he plays Six Degrees of Me. So, oh. all right. <laughs> six Degrees of Kel- Kevin Williams? Well, that works. <laughs> all right. Again, I only need one name. Okay, I, Kevin. I only need one. All right. <laughs> so, okay. So, like I said before, we're going uh, be deep into fall 2018. And uh, we're not doing one show. We're not reviewing one for you. We're doing three this week. So, this week is all about the comedies, all about the sitcoms. So, are you guys ready to laugh? Because I know I am. And they just sent me a text saying, yes, Kevin, we are ready to laugh. Okay, I'm glad they got back to you so quick. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, I need to tell you guys about the rules, about how we're playing this. Uh, once again, because we're reviewing several shows, we're bringing out the uh, clock blocking feature. And we're only going to be talking about each show for a limited amount of time. So, for... <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. Oh my god, that bell terrifies me. So, <laughs> so. that was actually your cue to start talk. Stop talking. Anyway, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yes, when you hear that sound, that means we're going to stop talking about the show and we're going to render our verdict. So Tachi, uh, the first show that we're going to be talking about is NBC's I Feel Bad, which airs Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. So let me tell you guys a little bit about the show first. Uh, it's uh, the main uh, character of the show is, I believe her name is Emmett. It's spelled E-M-E-T. I didn't hear anybody call her name in the first episode that we watched. We watched one episode of it, uh, the pilot. And uh, so I'm just going to call her Emmett. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Emmett is the perfect mom, boss, wife, friend, and daughter. uh, Is learning to be okay with just being imperfect. So what did you think of I Feel Bad? Well... So let's talk about it then. I think there. <laughs> oh wait, okay. So we're gonna uh, put ten minutes on the clock. Yes. So we're gonna put ten minutes on the clock, starting now. All right. And I'm going to sit it so we don't hear the in- incessant ticking the whole yeah, time. Yeah, because it's it's very very scary for me. Uh, yeah, I know. Traumatic. <laughs> anyway, so I think there are some some really interesting moments. And so, again, as you said, she actually is an artist for a, a video game company or a gaming company. And that's very 
it's a very heavily heavily male-centered field so it's very male-centric so she's one of few women I don't even know how many women work there because we were only centered around those five characters basically in the workplace for this first episode so it's very heavily male-centric and so she brings that kind of bit of feminine energy in, in a way so the thing that that got me initially uh the the whole thing starts off with you know is she becoming her mother and in more ways than one being <laughs> not just in terms of uh the way she behaves like she mentioned the whole throwing shoes at which i'm like okay that's not just an indian thing that's also an african thing and a spanish thing too <laughs> where the mothers will throw like flip-flops or something at you so that's not you know that's i not... did not i've never known about oh that. okay that's especially in yeah in um in many Spanish cultures, and which is interesting, Kevin, because I thought I was like, maybe you know this. But no, I many- do not. Well, I was thinking, but, but first of all, you hopefully your mom isn't wearing like stilettos or something because she can take an eye out. Uh no, 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 no. So you know, a lot of especially uh, like uh, the flip flop is the quintessential shoe. Okay, for for a lot of cultures, Latin America, Africa, Asia, it it acts as a dress shoe. It acts as a you know whatever. But anyway, <laughs> so anywhere uh, where it's it's too hot to wear regular shoes. Exactly, where you need some air circulating around your feet. So anyway, especially Spanish people, they call it the chancleta. If you if you act up, be for sure the chancleta will be thrown at you. So that's you know, I was like, oh okay, that's like Spanish and African cultures and sometimes Asian cultures. So that cultures. I say, I caramba. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it, not just in that way, but also in the fact that in the opening episode, she's in the refrigerator and her dad doesn't realize it's her and smacks her behind she says, he was like oh i thought you were your mother and this kind of uh he's like you kind of look like her and so this kind of starts this whole thing and she has she decides she's going to go to work and find out whether she's still bangable is that the, the term? yeah that's kind of what's yeah Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, again, during the Me Too thing, you can't go yeah. and ask your all-male co-workers, um, who are also nerds, that, you know, uh, it, do, do people still want to pump me? That is not cool. And, and even outside of the diegetic world of the show, to write that in the script, I was like, hmm, I... I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it makes me wonder who was sitting around that writer's table when they were when they just, when when they actually had the table reading and actually somebody read those lines out loud for the first time thinking like is this does this make sense to have this woman say this uh to you know all of the, all of the men that she works with are basically her team. She is their boss. So to be asking people who are underneath you, no pun intended, if the uh, they you know if they would still want to be inside of you, I don't think that's cool. Yeah, no, it, it's not. This is not the time. Especially, we just su- uh, suffered a whole big thing in terms of the Supreme Court, and so the Me Too thing is a, a very big movement right now. So I'm like, hmm, even even though this all was done and shot before all of this. Something might say in the climate we're in now, particularly in Hollywood. Yeah, this wasn't pre-Harvey Weinstein or or, no. uh, or you know a, a myriad of others. I can't remember the names of everybody, but this wasn't pre-Charlie Rose or no. or uh, Matt Lauer or uh, you know what's his name, uh, uh, Louis C.K. This was this was after all of that, so they should have had a some bit of a clue. 
so, some bit of a clue, which is exactly why. I mean, it comes it comes off that part of it that you, you start the show with it. It comes off as, well, the whole show is centered really the around the theme of sex, if you think about it. The entire show is centered, right? not just that. There's also the um, the part in the, the pilot episode where the daughter gets bored with, I don't know, math team or whatever it was. And she's like, oh, well, me and my friends decided to join the dance team. Okay, and her head then her uh, mother's like, I don't like all the gyrating and, and things like that. So I'm like, okay, so then they show us what the dance team is doing. And I'm like, Oh, God. Oh, wow. I have no problem with dance teams. I have no problem with that. I'm a dancer myself. But these were like kids kind of doing yeah, well, it. You know, but we you know we've learned from uh, from watching uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, so you think you so can you dance, think you junior? dance kids? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and what's just starting up is uh, the uh, let's see. Dancing with the so-called stars uh, kids edition. Mm-mm, and Honey Boo Boo is one of the kids stars. I don't know who the other kids are. Because she needs a job. That's oh, yeah, she, what that yes, is. <laughs> yes, she needs a job, and I'm I'm happy for her. But the question is: A, do we want to see do we want to see children, you know, uh, doing uh, you know the cha cha or you know the lumbada, the forbidden dance? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. I, In I fact, I forbid children from doing it. Exactly. I, I personally do not. I think that you have to be at a certain age. I don't mind, you know, when you're a teenager and you're getting to be an adult doing that, but to put kids on display doing that, I think that's a little, uh, and I know that's within the diegesis of the show. That's within the script. And that's the show. And that was the whole point was, you know, it was like too much. It was too sexy for, for these kids to be doing. And then they had the nerve to add a boy when he had, uh, she had one of their coworkers call in and complain, you know, and it was like, oh, okay. So they were like, okay, well, we'll just add boys to the team. And they added a boy. So that just made it even worse. <sighs> Sigh. Yeah, if it's unisex gyrating kids, then we're okay with it. But when it's, when it's two sexes gyrating, then like, hey, we have a major problem. Exactly, exactly. It's um, the... um. The thing that reminded, and then there, there are a lot of like, there are also these stereotypes about nerds, which in some cases are true, and and who they are and what they're. They're supposed to be like these ace. They're not really asexual because they draw these uh, video game mavens with like bowling balls for chests. <laughs> oh, oh, vixens, vixens. Yeah, you said video game mavens, <laughs> video game vixens. Not mavens, thank you, vixens. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> they're video vixens, but um, yeah, exactly. no, they're no, they're not. Yeah, they're definitely not asexual. It's like now you can be forced into asexuality because no one will touch you, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're asexual. No, no, not at all. And in fact, they're a, they they show themselves sometimes to be more human than you think. Like we typically put on these people like they're like, okay think about zuckerberg he is nerdy obviously he's a nerd there's nothing wrong with that but you those are the types of people that you're like oh they you know people society thinks oh well they can't get women and blah 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 
So, but and well, they, well, well, money changes that up. I don't care how nerdy you are or yeah. how you know. If if not saying that he's unattractive, but if you are unattractive, yes, being worth billions of dollars makes everybody look good. Well, the girl in the bar said that. She said, "Are you the kind of nerds with uh, money like the nerdy guy from Facebook? Or are you just nerds?" So there's that that stereotype <laughs> there as well. So I mean, it dealt with a. a a lot of stereotypes that dealt with gender, but not in a way that may, and I'm not looking for it to be the norm array of sitcom. Believe me, I'm not. I'm just asking, is this timely? Oh, wow. Well, as far as timely goes, let me talk about a little bit about what happens in episode two, because uh, there's a whole thing about the mom, uh, or I should say the grandmother being obsessed with the perfect Instagram family. And there's this whole story about how uh, to there's some kind of issue where uh, where you are able to drop your kids off. There's a, a special lane for kids who are damn it. All right. <laughs> Well, we're already done. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like an extra bonus no, minute? That, that's okay. That's okay. Well, anyway, when it comes to I feel bad, Taji. <laughs> Damn it. Why did I say 10 minutes? I should have said 15. <laughs> when it comes to I feel bad, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Um, here's the thing. I'm not like necessarily compelled. And in the day and age that we're in now with appointment, with the lack of appointment television, unless I'm really compelled, sometimes I forget these shows are on. So it's, it's not like it's a terrible show. Well, when, if that's the best you can say about it, that's not looking that's not looking too good. So it sounds like you're going to be changing the channel. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Maybe if it's on in the background and I happen to glance up, I'll watch it. But may, and maybe it will get better. I don't know. But yeah, yeah right that, now, the, you know, this basically. Um, OK. Oh, ask me the question. I'm about to. So when it comes to I feel bad. Do you feel badly? <laughs> you feel badly about changing the channel, or are you going to continue to watch? <laughs> well, no, um, I don't feel bad about changing the channel because, uh, like you, I I kind of feel like a, a lot of the show feels kind of tone deaf to me and just so artificial and and just the the things that they try to get laughs from and the the parents are so it's not stereotypical as far as in their the indian culture thing because i don't honestly know a lot about the culture about what a mother's supposed to be or what a father's supposed to be like but i do kind of feel like it it's just the stereotypical way parents are presented of adults on sitcoms there there seem to be two kinds of of adult uh parents when you're an adult grown-up character who's the main character of a sitcom either you have a super overprotective parent who's all up in your face and constantly criticizing you or you have a parent that shows up and they're too sexy and they're you know having sex with your friends those are the two <laughs> kind of sitcom parents that exist yeah and so at least so far her mom and dad aren't sleeping with her her friends yet Thank so God. it's just it really it's one of those things like I was really rooting for this show. I like the fact that there's diversity. Um, so that's interesting. And honestly, to me, th uh, the workplace is much more interesting than her home life. I would rather watch a show about her co-workers and just the that milieu. Even their office space is kind of like, you know, that whole kind of 
uh, Silicon Valley idea that there's basically there's like a pool table. People are skateboarding or uh, around the office and stuff like that and shooting hoops all the time. Basically, it's everybody. It's everybody with a penis's dream workspace. So I'd rather watch a show about uh, her co-workers than her and definitely her home life because to me the actress who they cast as her mother and her father they just seem so it's just it's it's just not maybe like you're saying if the show's on for if, if it if it isn't canceled lickety split if it's on for a while maybe it'll get better but after seeing two episodes of it i it is mm. definitely not appointment television N- not hopeful uh really quickly i forgot to say two things um the fact that there were two funny points in the show that I thought were funny. So when they were trying to get um, the girl, the the daughter to quit, um, and she was yelling, um, <laughs> uh, Emmett, I guess, was yelling uh, things like, she was like, candlestick. And, what, and then she said, her friend said, are you just yelling um, weapons from Clue? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> yes. So that part was funny because, you know, you have to get that cultural reference, which some may not and then the other one was, you know, the mother, I guess her favorite thing to cook was ch- uh, curry, uh, curry chickpeas. And uh, when the boy was lifting the daughter up above her head, uh, she was like, oh, you know, something like, I- I'm surprised she didn't fart in his face. And the grandmother said, um, <laughs> with those curry chickpeas, she would have blasted him away. So, I- <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so those were two funny parts in it. But that's Well, if we're going to cheat, I have to mention one line that I can get a chance to mention from the second episode, which I just, <laughs> it has to be mentioned because uh, the-, the British co-worker Chewie um, uh, basically basically says uh when they're they're talking the, the the team is talking about trying to get access to the roof because there's supposed to be this nirvana like rooftop uh setup for the cool people the guys that work on the sports games and so he goes ever since i was a kid i would sketch things i couldn't experience you know like prom other kids birthday parties <laughs> parents in a happy marriage i just like <laughs> I just like that's a good line, and that's why I thought when I thought like I'd rather I'd much rather watch him and and his friends than the actual family. The moment the the show goes back to her family back home, it's an absolute snooze fest. And I'm not claiming it's Nirvana at her workplace or super funny, but compared the two of them, I I would choose her workplace every day of the week than her home life. They should, the, the kids and the parents and the husband should be secondary characters. Um, Absolutely. Secondary storyline. It should be about the workplace. I it agree. should not be a 50-50 where they spend half her time at home and half at work. It's like, no, your, your home life is not interesting enough to, to merit uh, half of the show's uh, airtime. Not, not even today. close. All right. <laughs> so let's not merit any more airtime with talking about this uh, show. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to our next show. So next we're going to be talking about Cool Kids uh, that airs uh, Fridays at 8.30 p.m. on Fox. So the show centers on three friends at Shady Meadows Retirement Center. Uh, uh, They have their comfortable uh, existence rattled by a newcomer to the community. And that newcomer is Vicki Lawrence. So, Tachi, what did you think of Fox's Cool Kids? But first, 10 minutes on the clock, please. Or oh, no, this, yeah, we're, we're, no, we're yeah. doing 15. We're, oh. We already, we learned. Oh, we okay, can't. so 15 yeah. minutes on the 15. clock. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Well, 15 was, was the 
the acceptable standard. Yeah, okay. it's not, we can't. We're, we're, we can't. That's too draconian for us. Exactly. We don't know how to act. So I am. Let me just first say that before I get into the specifics of the show, there are two people on there that I absolutely adore. Vicki Lawrence being one. I have been a fan since the days of Carol Burnett. I mean, not that I was like old enough when Carol Burnett was on, but of course, then they played it in reruns and then I was able to watch and I loved the Carol Burnett show. So I love Vicki Lawrence as part of that and also the quintessential Mama's Family. So when I see Vicki Lawrence, that's what I think, Mama's Family. And then of course, my other favorite is was In Living Color, the, the, the show that really broke ground in terms of having diverse voices Uh, when it came to comedy. And so David Alan Greer was part of that cast. Of course, he's been in a lot of other things. He's a theater person as well. So I was really happy to see the two of them uh, there, even though David Alan Greer, I think, has been on more recently than Vicki Lawrence. um, I was happy to see that. That being said, um, this show was interesting. (laughs) Not a good thing to say about a comedy, but go ahead. The okay, so the okay, the one thing that struck me was the transitions. The intro to the show, and this like a uh, couple, this uh, older couple that were dancing, but they just weren't like waltzing. He was spinning her on the floor and and flipping her and all those types of things. So that's the intro to the show, and uh, kind of has a Wonder Years ish type of yeah. Theme. Well, they they there's even a little thing where the David Allen Greer does like during the commercial break or uh, says something about how if you know if you're an older. Uh, if you're a senior who's a cool kid, you know, send us your send us video of you so that for the trans. So they're looking for more transition videos to show like, you know, seniors doing like water skiing and being being cool kids, I guess. Because that's called audience buy in. They are really trying to get audience. Yeah. They, yeah, bri- yeah. Bribing might be a good, a good, good idea. So. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> well, exa- well, exactly. And see, we talked about this when we talked when we were doing this fall preview show. And we talked about this in terms of trying to capture that same spirit that the Golden Girls did. But this is markedly different. It's trying to it's trying to capture that same spirit, but it's not. To me, it's trying too hard to not be about elderly. You know what I'm saying? Well, I well, first of all, that 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 spirit is very elusive because they are not getting coming anywhere close to the Golden Girls, which was just to this day that show is funny. If you watch it, it holds up. Um, I also want to mention the to round out the four uh, you know main players of the cast: Martin Mull and yes. uh, Leslie Jordan uh, are the are the cool kids, and um, it just oh my god, this show I. I want so much better for Vicki Lawrence. I, too, am a huge fan of Vicki Lawrence. And um, to give you an idea of the humor in this, since we can't show clips, is uh, there's a scene where um, uh, Hank, Charlie, and Sid, the guys, want to throw a wild keg party uh, at the retirement center as a memorial for their friend, Jerry. And uh, when the senior center manager tells them that there's going to be a quiet memorial uh, for Jerry with balloons and a cheese plate, Hank claps back uh, with, Jerry hated cheese. The man was lactose intolerant. And the laugh track goes wild 
for that line. <laughs> just goes nuts. I'm and like, for some reason, you don't get that, Kevin? I, I, oh, I, yeah, I was baffled. And then there was um another one, when a time when the laugh track goes nuts. Just to give you an idea, I'm trying to give you an idea what 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 we watched for you people. The sacrifice. Um, when uh, Charlie tells Hank that Jerry, their dead friend, uh, used to uh, put beta blockers, uh, tr- uh, replace his beta blockers with boner pills. That's his term, not me. This is a man in his 70s using the term boner pills. Uh, uh, when Hank uh, tells him uh, that was just a joke, Sid replies, not to my poor little pecker. I was like, oh, I just... Don't you have like grandchildren and stuff? I just no, I I know. And then the whole thing with okay, Martin Mall. He I, I like I like all I the, all the cast on the, on their own and the things that they've done. So Martin Mall, they uh, as Charlie, they position him as this like stoner, obviously that was at Woodstock and did all these types of things. So every other thing is about like acid or drugs or something like that. I'm like really. There's no, there's no more depth to that character than that. Now, this is just the, um, the pilot, so I can understand that they don't have time to develop all of that. And as far as I'm concerned, it's like they spent so much time on a character that is not going to be there. The one that died. What was his name? Uh, Jerry. Jerry. Now, you know what? This is actually worse because I actually uh, I watched two episodes of this. I watched the second episode. In the second episode, it's Vicki Lawrence's character's uh, 65th birthday. So she becomes an official senior. And so she's having a hard time with it. And uh, how they find out that she's having a hard time is she uh, pulls a giant uh, jug, not a bottle, a jug of uh, rum out of her purse and begins to pour it on her pancakes and so i guess that's supposed to be funny but but, oh but it gets funnier she then after pouring the a bunch of rum on the pancakes she picks the pancakes up and squeezes the them uh and squeezes the rum out of them into a mug and then drinks that so not only is it aggressively unfunny it's a waste of good rum. <laughs> so, and, like, and here's the thing. Here's a better thing. You know how we always think we can do things better. My thing is, in the first episode, in the pilot, she already was carrying a flask. It was so quick that people may not have noticed, but she was carrying a flask. It would have been way funnier had she pulled that flask out of her purse and poured it on the pancakes and proceeded to eat the pancakes. Exactly. I don't know what the point of having her squeeze the poor pan- rum on the pancake. Why not just pour the rum in your mug? I don't understand what the point of that was. It was aggressively unfunny. Another thing I have to say about the about the second episode, even though you didn't see it, because apparently you did not read the TV channeling memo about oh, what we were supposed are, are, to do. Are we going there? Are you acting out because we have company now? <laughs> oh, I see you, sir. I see you. <laughs> yes, the dirty laundry will be seen and heard by everyone. This shall uh, be forgotten. But anyway, another thing that happens in the uh, uh, in episode two is we learn that Vicki Lawrence's character wanted to be a uh, folk singer when she was young, and so the guys to make her not feel old, they take her. They want to take her to a jazz club, and when they get to the jazz club that uh, David Allen Greer's character used to go to, it turns out it's no longer a jazz club. It's now called the Twerk Lab. So after a whole bunch of machinations they end up inside the club and so it's a dance club and it's all these you know 20 somethings millennials like you know grinding on each other and 
magically, I don't know, understand how this happens. Martin Mull gets the music to be turned off. He manages to get a microphone. He calls Vicki Lawrence up to a stage that, why there's a stage at this dance club, but there's a stage there. And then he, again, a, 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 a an acoustic guitar materializes out of thin air. And he asked her to basically sing one of her songs, which... I don't know why he can he knows the accompaniment to he can play it he met her 15 minutes ago he found <laughs> out that she was singing she that she sang uh that she used to sing folk songs 15 minutes ago she sings a song that she wrote and he plays along with it well that was either by the power or the magic of television or by the power of castle Grayskull. by the power of grace <laughs> managed to know how to play along with that song exactly he man had something to do with that i i, I don't I, I i don't get it and i didn't see it but this this is this this reeks of poor writing initially again i i hate to do that to, because writing is hard and i get it but I, i'm like do you actually it seems like people don't do table reads anymore because people can't have been laughing. Oh my God, that's another thing. To have a cast that's this talented and give waste. them this kind of caliber script that literally, it's like, do they have a bunch of monkeys in a room with typewriters? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just our keyboards. It's just, it's shockingly. Uh, it's well, like, let me tell you who was in there. The guy who wrote it was the guy in the typewriter that, you know, at the end of those shows of the 70s, he would rip it <laughs> out. So he pulled it out. And then U Ubu was there. So Ubu didn't have any, anything. He just sat. Ubu sat. Um, so all of the things that they had, those were the people that were at the table because they had nothing to say, apparently. Okay. I got First of all, I got to congratulate you for just the deep, the deep love of television to talk about basically the logos at the end of different classic shows. Oh, you don't much. love TV until unless you sit there until the very end well my one my, of my if we're gonna talk a uh, favorite like end of show of uh, like logos and dance by the light of the moon <laughs> oh my god that, yes. was after, that was at the end of 30 something i yes. loved that okay well anyway that just shows how much we love this show that we're talking about we're talking about logos from class <laughs> we're talking about logos of closing credits of producers yes rather than discuss this show about again the funny thing is, I remember hearing a few years ago that there were somebody was working on a reimagining of the Golden Girls called the Golden Boys, where it would be a group of four gay men living in Palm Springs. And I would much rather watch that show than this. It couldn't be worse than this. It couldn't be worse. And honestly, even though we haven't gotten to our verdicts yet and the bell hasn't gone off, I got to say this. I can't, they can't cancel cool kids fast enough for me because the sooner they cancel it, the sooner we can have a mama's family reboot. Let me tell you what to do right now, Vicki Lawrence, after mm. they cancel this horrible, horrible show. No, no, no. Oh, you can you can reboot it with Bubba is all grown up now and he's been kicked out of his house with his alcoholic wife has kicked him out and he brings his his uh his uh 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 teenage kids to live with you because he's homeless now he's gotten thrown out for cheating with some barmaid or something and he comes to live with you with his with his badass rowdy kids and the show just it begins from there it'll be super fun so i i need mama's family back and naomi is still a checker at food circus <laughs> yes naomi <laughs> is still working at food circus but 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 now vent has um now he has his own key kiosk 
Oh my God, that would be see. It writes itself, Chachi. It, it writes does. itself. It writes oh my itself. God. And Iola is still living across the street, but I think her mother should have died by now. Yes, her mother <laughs> passed away. Her mother has passed away, but she's still making those horrid uh, tissue box covers. Oh, but you know what? Everything. Okay, okay, I got it, got even more. Got it better for you. Okay, Iola has some niece that comes to live with her, who's out of juvie or something like that. And so, um, uh, let's see. So, um. Oh, I just said, what? what's Mama's, uh, uh, damn it, what is her grandson's name? Bubba. Bubba. So Bubba, he has a super straight lace. His kids are super straight laced and super good. And so Iola, who's super good, she thinks her niece is super good, but she's really a badass behind her back that smokes and everything. And she's basically leading uh, Bubba's kids down a bad uh, down a bad path. So she's always getting them into wacky trouble. So it writes itself. And Mickey. Betty White is still alive, so she could now be the mayor of Raytown. Oh my god. Oh my god. That would be so good. A much better show than Cool Kids. Exactly. A much better show. So again, if you're having trouble finding writers, please contact us via TV channeling on Twitter or Instagram. We would love to work on the staff and write this show for you. At least give a, let us write the pilot. We just gave them the basis for five episodes. I mean, bloody hell. <laughs> exactly. So much better show than Cool Kids. I, the, uh, the funny thing about it is I have no idea how audiences are going to receive this because I am not a good judge. Aww. Damn it. I will, let me just finish one sentence. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm not a good judge of far as what is a pop, what's going to be a popular sitcom. I think I'm a judge of what's funny and what isn't funny, but... Again, I don't understand why Big Bang Theory is still on the air. Because Honestly. that show was wildly unfunny. Granted, sometimes I find things funny that other people don't find funny. Uh, so, but I don't find humor in Big Bang Theory at all. That doesn't mean other people don't. Clearly, it's been on the show for uh, on the air for donkey's years. So, yeah, so somebody, somebody finds likes it funny. It. Yeah, but so I so I, I have no idea if Cool Kids is going to be a hit for Fox and it'll actually stay on. Again, I am rooting for it to be canceled just so we can get Vicki Lawrence back where she belongs, Raytown, USA. The, I right. mean, yes. <laughs> All right, Tachi, it's time for me to ask the question that we already know the answer to for mm -hmm. both of us, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So when it comes to the cool kids, are you going to keep watching or are you going to immediately not only change the channel, but throw the TV off the wall and shoot it Elvis style? Well, when I saw this, I said, what kind of sanctified nonsense is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that lets you know. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I can't even say, well, I'll give it another, um, because I don't have the wherewithal, the energy, the gumption, the courage to watch another episode of the this. The alcohol. It's, the alcohol, well, because, because <laughs> Vicky Laura's poured it all alcohol. on her damn pancakes, so I don't have that alcohol <laughs> either. But I, I, I mean, I do think it's terrible because it's such a waste of good talent jamie farr was even on the i mean it was just a little cameo thing but he was on that first episode so i'm like you have all of these television greats and you do what with it give them this rubbish 
How yeah, very it's, dare it's, you? It really is a slap in the face, and I just, I, I, the, I just don't understand it. I, I, I feel bad for all of the cast members. They deserve so much better. But part of me blames, you know, I, I understand when you're an older actor, it's hard to get work. But they need to, they, when they got that tape, when they got this was the pilot. This was the first script they got before they signed on the dotted line. That they didn't say like, okay, you know, I'm interested in doing a show with these people because you have an incredible cast you're putting together. But we need to work on this script i mean it is shockingly unfunny we we got you cast we got you we can write you something brilliant. oh my god yeah please let us know we'll, we'll write a much better show or we can actually help you reboot this show and actually make it funny so write to us and we'll we'll, we'll actually we'll actually retool it i don't think there's enough money in america <laughs> <laughs> all right so as, as if there's uh, any mystery to this <laughs> yeah, I, I, so. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and do my answer. You don't even have to ask me. Okay, no, ask yourself. I, I, uh, Kevin, will you will you keep <laughs> watching the Fox's Cool Kids? Or are you going to change the channel? Now, I, in fact, I am burning my television. It's just, I'm going <laughs> to I'm putting it in the fireplace as we speak to never ever have to see this travesty again. Because you're going to have to because you know how some of the older televisions had burn in like you would watch something and you'd see images burnt into the street. Oh, this... that would be even worse. If the Cool Kids was burned onto, <laughs> yes, you need to burn that LCD, that old school plasma immediately. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and now our... we're immediately needing to move on to our All final right, show we're moving on to our final sitcom so the laughs just keep on coming yeah. <laughs> here on tv channeling mm, mm. so the the next show is single parents uh and it airs wednesdays at 9 30 p.m on abc so let me tell you a little bit about the show will cooper has been so focused on raising his daughter sophie he's lost sight of who he is as a man and has headed deep into the parental vortex when the other single parents angie douglas poppy and jake at his daughter's school see just how far down the rabbit hole of pta uh parents and princesses uh will has gone uh they band together to get him out into the world and make him realize that being a great parent doesn't mean sacrificing everything about who you are and your own identity so, Tachi, what did you think of ABC's Single Parents? I think it resonates. I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people. There are so many people that have children, obviously, because that's how the world continues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for saying that for me. I was thinking like, yeah, there. You know, I got to say this. This reminds me. Oh, did you set the clock? Oh, I'm about to do it. Let's go. <laughs> 15? Yeah. As you say okay. that, I, I got to say that this reminds me of, uh, there was a, 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 I remember how, what's her name? Kathy Griffin was talking about how going to a concert of Celine Dion's. And Celine Dion says, this next song is for all the all the parents out there and all the children. And then Kathy goes, like, wait, isn't that everybody? <laughs> 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 well, it's like in, in today's world where so many people are parents and have children. <laughs> You know, you know, that type, that's what it was like. So I think it resonates, though, because this is, 
this is like everybody's case. I'm sure anybody who, everybody at one point was a child. Anybody here, not everybody is a parent, but everybody at one point was a child. And they could probably remember in kindergarten or whatever where you had sometimes had parent helpers. And uh, sometimes where, and I was saying this before, you know, if you had parents who worked, they were like, look here, I have to work. I'm not uh, making cupcakes for, you know, I'm not promising to do X, Y, Z. And I think sometimes these schools get ridiculous with, I think you should be involved as a parent, but these schools are also not going to pay the rent or the bills. Yeah, the the demands of uh, of parents, period, but especially single parents when there's one person that's basically doing everything, the idea that you're going to be there uh, bringing snacks constantly and helping reading groups and and, and doing uh, car washes, fundraisers and all this stuff all the time is absolutely nuts. But I do want to uh, mention that uh, the show stars SNL alum uh, Taryn Killam. Uh, he plays Will Cooper, and it also has another uh, a big uh, TV star. It has uh, Everybody Love Ra- uh, Raymond alum Brad Garrett. Mm-hmm. So um, he played uh, Raymond's brother. So they have we have some big uh, TV, you know, uh, people, you know, with the big TV past. Uh, the other people on the show, I didn't know who they were, so they may have had been on other things, but I could not tell you what. No, exactly, exactly. But you, you know, I kind of like them as an ensemble. I think that they they work well together. There's this. It remains to be seen. You know what happens with that, but because obviously I only watched the pilot. But it it it's. I think for some reason they click as an ensemble, and you kind of uh, feel sorry in in a way for uh, Taryn Kimmon, uh, Kimmon. Kill, Kill him. him. Yeah, Kim <laughs> Kill him. Uh, Will Cooper, who plays Will Cooper. You kind of feel sorry for his character in a way because, uh, well, and there were some funny uh, points. So, for example, he has a bag that he puts snacks in, but it's like a uh, mermaid bag or a unicorn bag. <laughs> it was a mermaid. It was mermaid. A mermaid bag, yeah. So, it is like, and he, it was his ex-wife's bag and his ex-wife left. But my thing is like, besides the attachment, there's anything else that you could pick to be attached to. That damn bag, and it was ugly, <laughs> ugly as hell too. Okay, well let me let's talk about a little bit about the the, the kind of the group that gets assembled and why. So yeah. what happens is uh, when the it's the first day of school in the pilot episode, and um, the uh, the we're seeing the kids come to school, and we see that that Terum Killam or Will Cooper is a super enthusiastic single dad, and he is after uh, he's the he is the leader. Uh, 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 school parent and he's going to basically uh, get everybody's information and be calling them to do a bunch of different things and so the group of kids uh, or the, I should almost say the cool kids the group of, uh, oh. of the single parents in this particular class are all like they are not having it and so they want they're instantly trying to figure out ways to, to, to weasel out of having to do anything extra and so when they basically corner uh, Will and ask him questions about himself um, it turned they find out quickly that he hasn't uh had sex since the mother of his child left him five years ago and they're like uh and and one of the uh one of the people uh in this group uh in this uh group or click basically is like she is not having it poppy and what poppy immediately does is she snaps his picture with her phone and makes him a tinder profile (laughs) against his will yes and i do have to say it is his online presence his choice not cool poppy not cool no not at all not at all then you have i mean there also this this besides being single parents they're this ragtag group of characters so uh 
Brad Garrett's character, sorry, Brad or Brett? Am I saying this Brad, right? Brad. Yeah, it is Brad. So Brad Garrett's character, he is like this super tough, or presents himself as this super tough guy, even raises the girls to be, you know, tough, kind of these no excuses, and, you know, you it, you could do, they're kind of like almost Marines. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah but sense. one of the things is that I love the little, the, he has twin little girls, and one of the lines is, uh, they're like, what is their family model? I'm like, drain the swamp. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, he's, yeah, we, we, get a, we, we get a glimpse into who he is and who he sees his kids are, and he has his, like, his little, these these little girls, which I think they're, they're either six or seven, they, he has them detailing the car, car his car one of his cars and so when someone kind of looks askance and he goes well you know people think that kids can't detail cars but or wash cars but he goes their hands are so little and they're the perfect height (laughs) (laughs) so so, yeah exactly so there's that then there's you know uh the mushy lead character who is like just a pile of mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, so the Cooper. idea is that they're, so the idea is they're trying to fix him up to basically if he has a life then he won't be around to basically try to make them be the kind of, you know, the 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 super parents that are basically uh, in charge of bake sales and all that kind of stuff. Exactly, but you know, he gets wind of that and of course he is like upset when that when that happens. But you know, the 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 kind of the cool thing is this kind of reminds me of it's a comedy, but it's supposed to be like an over-the-top comedy, which I love. It's, it's supposed to be uh, really over-the-top. Where at, And at the end, I mean, not necessarily to give away the ending, but you find out that uh, Brad Garrett's character is not as tough as you, as you would think he is or as he presents himself to be. So you see that bit of realism in his character. Yeah, he softens a little bit. But yeah. to, give you, to give you guys an idea about the about how this 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 group of uh, uh, single parents, the, what their motto is, and how they go, how they go through their parenting life, uh, one of the characters actually uh, says to uh, Will, uh, "We're single parents. We don't volunteer. We just try to survive until it's time uh, in, it, until the time in the day when it's appropriate to open a bottle of wine." Exactly. So <laughs> that gives. You, that tells you everything you need to know about them, about how they're trying to do this. But one thing that that is an absolute mystery to me is all of the main uh, group of friends, they all have little kids. I mean, they all have like kids around six or seven, except for one of them who's like uh, uh, who has like a baby who the I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. How the hell does he get to be part of their clique? Uh, be one of their friends and be part of their little parenting group. It makes zero sense. Um, they try to explain it a little bit in episode two because again, I watched two episodes for you out there, the TV channel, uh, TV channeling listeners, because I care about you. You know more than the some views might say. By who only Kevin watched no one episode. The views expressed <laughs> by Kevin no Malone are not necessarily the views of TV channeling as a whole. Go ahead. But anyway, the question is, how the hell does he even, yeah, I don't know how he enters the click. I need more explanation on that. So there's that. Uh, let's see. What well, else? maybe that comes later. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I'm going to need some more explanations on exactly how that went down. But um, one of the things I, uh, I want to talk about is something I like to refer to as modern family, uh, modern family kids disease. For those of you who don't know about uh, people who are suffering from modern uh, modern family kids disease, that is a thing where kids uh, say things that only kids on TV would ever say. 
Yes. All the kids on this show are suffering from this from this horrible disease. So to give you an, uh, an idea of uh, some of it, at one point, one of the kids on the show, Graham, uh, uh, says, tells Will, my mom doesn't believe in love because my dad is a kind of garbage per a garbage <laughs> human. So that is not a thing like a six-year-old would ever say to anyone ever. Another one, I got to give another one. This is my another one of my favorite things that kids don't ever say ever, 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 ever is uh when uh when Roy uh the little boy who dresses impeccably yes uh, and his mother tells him that he alone can really pull off jewel tones yes. but anyway he walks into a room where Will and Graham are talking and he announces that Angie has told him to give Will a makeover and then he looks Will up and down and says this is my Everest. <laughs> yes. Again, yes. what six or seven year old is refer- again, just ah. Oh, oh. But an, you know an, what? A- you have to think about it. On the, the 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 thing that makes a like children's work on television is the fact that unless they're supposed to be babies and not talk or very small and not talk, the fact that they can remember lines and and do things and, and that means they act. And child acting is almost always over the top. So even if you're supposed to play a six-year-old, you're not playing a normal six-year-old or the yeah, average okay, six-year-old. Know, no, Tachi, this is where we're going to have to part ways. We're, we're not TV twins today because, yeah, there are some kids that are, when they're cast to be in shows, that are those acting kids, acting. Yeah, they're over the top and they're super fake. Yeah, I understand that. But there are kids out there who actually can act. Um, Dakota Fanning, that little girl from the moment I saw her on in TV and in movies, she was bringing the realism every, all day, every day. So there are oh, kids absolutely. who are actually are actors. Some. But also, it's it's the lines. To give you an idea, let me, let me give you some more lines from the show. And again, I actually like this little character, but it's a little bit too much the things they have this kid saying that just like, no, no one would say these things. No kids. Uh, okay, so uh, Graham is really nervous about his first day, and he basically says to his mother that he wants something of hers to smell. So he begs until she gives him her scarf, and he smells it, and he says, it smells like coconuts and safety. And just like, no, no kid would ever say that. But then nope. there's another one, another part that that, that, that speaks to this uh, affliction of the modern family kids disease um, is when Graham uh, Graham has a crush on a girl. Uh, he tells he tells Will that he's had a crush on her since kindergarten, and he uh, is uh, written a letter to her. And in the letter it says, Zoe, I want to hug you and give you all my gum. Now, to be fair, that's pretty much what all of us are want to hear from a, a significant other. That's all I, I need. I want to hug you and give you all my gum. But it's the response that Zoe has uh, when she comes up to him and says, uh, you know, uh, uh, Graham, I got your email. And that's another thing. She's six. I got your email and I read it and it moved me to my it shook me to my core. Six the six-year-old says shaken to their core. she was shaken to her core by his email mm-hmm. and then gallantly he takes the gum out of his mouth and hands it to her and she puts it in his mouth and in her mouth and now i guess they're a couple but i'm happy for them and they're you know i'm happy for their relationship that's great but it's like really and i'm no. happy for the meningitis that's about to happen <laughs> because of the nonsense yeah. yeah but but yes six-year-olds are not sending emails that are shaking other other six-year-olds to their core no, no. 
No, 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 I agree with you. This is, uh, the lines were clearly not written by a six-year-old for a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by a 46-year-old. And even a, even a 46-year-old, I'd be like, mm, I don't know if, you should, if, a, if a 46-year-old would actually say that. But it was just, it's a lot of the that. The funny thing is, as I was watching, I kept thinking, if this was a British show, and it was based partially in reality, it could actually be a good show to show, you know, basically a group of single parents kind of banding together and their their children developing lifelong friendships and the parents kind of leaning on each other and trying to get each other to have grown-up relationships and relationships, you know, romantic relationships. That could actually be a compelling show if they would make it seem like it had anything to do with real life. Like yeah, yeah, and it. I mean, it could be a comedy. I could see it as a Britcom, but I could also see it as a Coronation Street type show as well. Have you ever watched oh, Coronation Street? Yes, I have. Th- thank you, YouTube. Yes. If it weren't for YouTube, <laughs> uh, so many British things I have access to. Thanks, to, thanks to YouTube. That's another thing. Get on it. Uh, let's. Damn it! <laughs> but I have to say this. Let me finish it. Get on it, Netflix. You need there, there's shows like Coronation Street and Emmerdale that we need to have access to ASAP. So make it happen, Netflix. I need my Brit soaps. Well, so you've been right, clock so. blocked, sir. So. <laughs> yes, I was clock blocked. But to be fair, I wasn't talking about the show we're reviewing, so it's okay for me to keep droning on. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Tachi. So I guess. Oh, one other thing. I'm gonna cheat. I know I'm cheating. It's not fair. We gotta mention the the Roy character. Did how did you feel? Because there is a big climactic moment where Roy wants to basically dance with a a male character on the show. Did you, Rory? Should say what did you? Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the that whole the the because to me they had the whole idea of him dressing impeccably. At one point, you didn't see episode two because you don't care about our audience as much as I do. He basically has a sleepover and he talks about he's gonna have like six costume changes throughout the night. Oh, too bad. <laughs> 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 but he uses the term costume changes. I mean, seriously. All well, right. Okay. Well, there are two things w- with that. I th- I did not see episode two, but I feel like they're trying to set him up as a certain type of child. Yes. Which, which uh, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. But I think when you try, I don't think those things are that, and I don't know, but I don't think those things are that pronounced pronounced and over the top the way they're trying to make it exactly make it seem if anything when you're a child you're trying so hard to be accepted so you're trying to do things not to stand out like not that they're now i've seen some children i have seen some children that are just like okay yeah they're living their best life they are living their best life in living color in in living color and they're not going back and forth with you people so I, but again, but announcing that you're going to have costume changes at a sleepover is just a lot. It's a lot. They're doing too much. Yeah. They're doing too much. They're trying to set him up as a certain type of child. And there's nothing wrong with this type of child. But when you try to make it, you're forcing it. Exactly. Exactly. It. And I feel I hope that this kid, I hope he is. I hope the show was a big hit only because this kid, this kid would have friends and have to go back to school. So I just I'm hoping that he gets to still be schooled on a, on a set somewhere and not have to face actual kids in public school because it's not going to be pretty. They need to homeschool him. <laughs> He's homeschooled forever, forever after the after this. Yeah, exactly. All right, Tachi, it's time for me to ask the question. You know, I love to ask. So, Tachi. Are you going to keep watching ABC Single Parents or are you going to change the channel? 
Well, since as you love to point out, Mr. Nosy Pants, that I have not seen the second episode, <laughs> I am going to check out the second episode because I want to see, you know, what you were talking about, how, how that develops. I mean, I, I may watch another episode, but again, this is the type of show. I, I think there is some promise here more than with the other two sitcoms that we reviewed. I think that if they do things right, there could be there could be some development, but it has to be, there has to be good writing. You have to realize that these kids are six <laughs> and you need to give them some six-year-old things. One character that's six and over the top is fine, but all but of yeah, them, now, they can't all, be. Yeah, exactly. Because the twins are basically, the one of the twins was saying, talking about basically how she, uh, she, she, she was endorsing something. I'm like, just no, no. And, and, and another thing in episode two, one of the, the twins are basically digging uh, uh, from their bedroom into uh, the house next door and they call they, they, when somebody's like what are you doing she goes oh we're Shawshanking to the house next door no, no you're six years old you're not referencing Shawshank Redemption you don't know <laughs> a damn thing about Shawshank Redemption exactly so but I will you know what you're preaching to the choir I absolutely agree with you that of the three things we reviewed uh, uh, in this episode this show has the most promise and if I have to watch any of these things again the cool kids will definitely not be it. Uh, I feel bad is like, you know, if I'm maybe if I'm like super tired and hungover and someone's promising to have sex with me, if I watch it, maybe I'll watch another episode. But when it comes to single parents, I might watch that without some, without being drugged or something like that. But I'm going to wait for a few more episodes to see how it gels and see if it gets canceled. <laughs> exactly. All of these are possibilities for the chopping block, though, so we'll see. Oh, absolutely. So when it comes to my answer, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of changing the channel on single parents, but I might I might change back several episodes into the line just to see it because I'm a huge fan of Taron Killam, and I feel super gypped that he was fired from SNL. That was a huge mistake, Lauren Michaels, because you still haven't recovered. There is not a guy on that show who can hold a candle to him. You were a... Question. Cool to let him go. I'm so sorry. I have to break character for a moment. Why was he fired? I don't remember. Well, they, they, there was some kind of weird kerfuffle about the fact that when the season that he was supposed to, the 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 season that he did that was his last season, they didn't know it was his last season. He was he basically was working directing a movie, and he asked if he could basically uh, not the following season if he could basically show up like uh, two or three episodes in because he was he there was a problem with finishing the movie and. Lauren Michaels was not having it and just like, you're fired. Huge, huge mistake. The show has not recovered. There's still, there's some great women on that show, but right now the men are an absolute snooze. Absolute snooze. Yeah, I agree. There's nobody that's a standout. Yeah, honest. so huge mistake, Lauren Michaels. So I well, hope I, I, the one reason I hope that this show is a hit is so it'll be big enough that he will have to he they'll have to invite Taron Killam to be back on the show as the host. Exactly, because for him to be fired was just a huge slap in the face. That that would be the ultimate payback where he would host. Oh, I love it when people who get fired get to come back and host. I mean, like, uh, oh my God, what's the Elaine from Seinfeld? I can't remember her name right now. Oh, um, um, um. Uh, um, uh, Louis Dreyfus. Julie, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Julie, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was. She was. All, she only was on the show for one season, and she was let go. And she got to come back, and she's hosted it multiple times. So I don't even remember when she was on SNL, to be honest. Yeah, she was back in the Disney. So I, th I think she was part of like either the second or third 
uh, cast after the original cast. After the original cast, the the original not ready for prime time, prime time players left. I think she was in the 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 group of hosts. Uh, or the group of uh, players after the first group of players because everybody in that first group was instantly hated and uh, and and I think that they were locked in some dungeon or something and still there and then after that <laughs> I think the people got a better shot because you know how you always that that rebound they were the rebound cast and like immediately hated by critics and everyone and everyone that owned the television apparently well, see, that's why you can't introduce a whole bunch of new people at once. You have to that was, little that was by little. The, the, well, that's one of, that was one of the mistakes they made at the, the uh, back in the day. Um, I read a book about uh, I love SNL history, but one of the things is that was the only time they've ever done that, where a whole cast like takes a bow, like goodbye, and then you bring in a whole new cast of people. So now people basically hang on for as long until they get their own sitcom and leave, or or some people like um, what the uh, uh, Keenan uh, Keenan uh, Keenan Thompson. He's current the longest running um Forever. cast member he, that, he will not yeah. go but, but fi- they're claiming this is gonna be his last season because he's finally gotten a, a sitcom deal which i actually honestly this is between you me and the lamppost i actually believe they just want to get him off the show so what they did was they offered him a sitcom that would be quickly canceled and so that they lured him off the show and they're like oh i'm sorry your your sitcom got canceled but you can't come back to nobody ever gets to come back to snl once you're a cast member you leave you can never go home again. it's like menudo once you turn 16 you have to leave the <laughs> you're group. gone forever <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wow well this was fun Absolutely. You know what? I think our show was funnier and more fun than any of these sitcoms. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> that's one thing that's definitely true. We, we I think we find time and time again on this show is that it is so much easier to do drama than to do comedy because this is the golden age of drama on television, but it is not the golden age of comedy, but not even by a long shot. Mm-mm, at all. I think sometimes too, people are just so afraid of um, what they can and cannot say, what will fly and what won't fly, because we're living in such tumultuous times. And that's the time you think we need comedy, but I think that some comedians may be apprehensive. Well, and they're not too apprehensive to have women asking her co-workers if she's still bangable. So Clearly the hell not. <laughs> Writers, whoever you are, that was so off the mark. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. But anyway, I do get that we are at the end of this show, and it was super fun. Thank you once again, Kevin. Oh, and thank you, Tachi. You are one of the best co-hosts co-host I've ever had. Of all of them, you're by, by far my favorite. Since it's, I've been the only one, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it sincerely. Of all of them, you are and, and my I, favorite. I, I can tell that you're very sincere, sir. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, th- thank you to all of you for being here and taking a listen, as you always do. We so appreciate it. And perhaps I should tell people where they can find us. Yeah, where, what platforms can they hear TV channeling, Tachi? Oh, my goodness. We are on Stitcher, uh, iTunes slash Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Tune in radio and a bunch of other platforms. You can go to podbean.com 
or just go to tvchanneling.com and that will take you to the TV channeling site. And if you Google TV channeling, I swear, so many platforms that I don't even know anything about. That oh my kind God, of- Tachi, that's what, <laughs> when I Google TV channeling, which I do love to, is it, will, will Googling TV channeling make me go blind? Can you, can you Google yourself too much? Anyway, but I when, I Google, <laughs> when I Google TV channeling, it's just like, I find like these like Spanish uh, uh, websites and stuff like that have TV channel. People are loving TV channeling all around the world. They really are. And we are so, so happy. We have got listeners in Spain, etc. So there, there, you have no excuse. There are plenty of ways to do that. And when you're there, please leave us a nice review and subscribe. That, that way you could get our information and our podcast straight away as soon as they come out. It yeah, but is the downloaded. moment a new episode launches, because we do a new episode every week, but lots of times we'll, we'll also have specials. So when we have a special, you'll be the first to know about it if you subscribe. Let's tell the truth. It's 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 almost every week. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's tell the truth now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tachi. They're, now they're going to mention that in their review. Like, yeah, the show's supposed to be every week, but not always. No, well, see, they would have done that had I not said something. These jokers <laughs> said every weekend, and here it is, week five and nothing. So I just had to do that disclaimer. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you guys, we're also on social media, and we love to hear from you on social media. We are on Snapchat. We're on the Gram. We're on Insta. Um, we're, oh, Snapchat and Insta are the same thing. Okay. No, Insta, <laughs> Wait, no. the Gram and Insta are the same Yeah, thing. Gram and Insta are the same thing. We're Gram and Insta. Uh, we're also on Facebook, and we are on my personal favorite, Twitter. We're TV channeling everywhere. So we'd love to hear from you. So just follow us because you want to hear what's, go- what's up with us. But also, if there is anything you'd love for us to review or anything going on in pop culture that you want to hear our take on, let us know and we will answer your question here on the show and on the social media app that you uh, respond to us we'll respond to you that way too so you'll we will your name will be heard everywhere by us yes john 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 anyway <laughs> <laughs> so with that we have to say once again thank you it's because of you that we do this you make our day you give us life thank you thank you thank you for listening also you know we forgot to, we forgot to say share with your friends if you really enjoy this let them know and share with the people that you know and love you know what and share with your frenemies too they deserve good podcast as well that's right you don't have to like them so with that we're gonna sign off the way we always do bye from tachi and goodbye from kevin and remember if you're watching it this fall we're talking about it here on tv channeling unless it's about cool kids cheers (laughs) bye